0: Get your head out of the clouds Get your feet back on the ground Get stuck into pop culture With Stick
1: Around
0: Hello there and welcome to Stick Around The podcast that kneels like a son of a bitch
1: Sponsored by DayZ Cloning Company the company that will clone you, well, clone your personality, and you can change the looks or whatever you like to clone as many people around you as you want that will agree with every single thing you say. Currently being used by the Donald Trump cabinet.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd quite, you know, who, I'd quite like Who to, wants people that disagree with them? I'd want to implement that and stick around. Um, <laughs> just be a podcast of me bouncing off me. Um Yeah,
2: I, I agree with that because I think that my voice is regularly shut down on this podcast. Oh whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Only when
0: yeah. you only when you vouch opinions like Terminator three is the best Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> and that is thoroughly deserved. Um <laughs> Yeah,
1: true, to be fair. Terminator two is clearly the best, although I haven't been has anyone been out to see the three D version? I want I wanted to, but I think I've missed it now.
0: I'm up for it, but no, I haven't been to see it. I probably won't, to be honest with you, but um
2: No, I think it was unlimited release, but you'll be happy to know, Alex Wayne, that it was available in the northeast. Was I it? I know that, that yeah, I know that's a regular
0: issue of yours. It but is. This time it definitely was available. I regularly have uh, Twitter wars with uh, <laughs> yeah. a cer- a certain cinema, which I know is not gonna lead to anything, but I'd like to at least publicly <laughs> shame them. Do they reply? Yeah. Yeah, they always reply because always. I... Okay,
1: some guy sat
0: there. Yeah, so I always put the, I always put the dot in front of it so that they have to see it. Yeah, uh, I'll explain <laughs> the uh, keyboard warrior. Yeah, mm. I mean, like I just want to shame them—the fact that you know, literally everywhere else in the country gets these films except the north of England. Like Sheffield is the only place in the north that ever gets the art house films. And yeah, what always yeah. happens is I put out these tweets, shame them, and then they always get like to buy these accounts that are like just Sheffield accounts, like they like to retweet <laughs> yeah, it like by what? visit Sheffield or something like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. I always push, <laughs> like look how look how great Sheffield is in comparison to everywhere else in the north. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing Newcastle, is, Newcastle
2: Newcastle doesn't get these art house
0: films, it's, but it's we pre- do. It's pretty cultured, m- isn't it? It's pretty much as well, like the most southern part of the north. It's like they, like begrudgingly giving the North, you know, some films. <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay. yeah. The South, we've got like the most southern, the
2: most southern of all of the Yorkshire's
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. We're here with a films episode. Has anyone researched what episode we're on? Uh, no, Should never, never. Um, Me neither. I'm not going to say it because you know I might get it wrong. We're, we, this is a films episode anyway. It is. Yeah. Um, definitely supposed it's to. It's a be. bit of a. Once again, we've got rid of the chaff. We streamlined the cast and, and I'm here just with Alex Wayne. Yo. And Joshua Keithley. Hello. Uh Josh, are you coming at us from I are you still you're not in the new home yet? No,
2: not yet. It needs decorating. Oh,
1: okay. Alright. Oh, if anybody
2: if anybody wants to
0: decorate, help me decorate, <laughs> then there's a pizza in it. <laughs> I need higher <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna want a few pizzas. Um, <laughs> a weekend
1: of pizzas. I'm, I'm sold on that.
0: Uh, well, it's a good pizza. It's a square pizza. Oh, to yeah. be fair, the square ones. All square, the best. Square does make it good. It doesn't even matter about the quality <laughs> of the ingredients. <laughs> Just the the novelty of it being a square. So yeah, the
2: off, the offer is there. There might be a yeah. few. There might be a few ales thrown in as well.
1: Well, that's starting to tip it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it
2: turns to. out there's um, a camera winning, a camera award-winning pub not very far away from my
1: house. Oh, winner. So,
2: where is your new house? So
1: that's also in it.
2: Uh, Barton, which is like five minutes drive from where my parents live.
0: Is that on the Humber? Barton on the Humber?
2: Yeah, it's next to the Humber, yeah. It's just on, yeah. It's like, I don't know, probably 15 minutes from Hull. Okay, cool.
1: Pretty sweet. Um, cool, uh, let's get cracking Al, do you want to kick us off
0: with what yeah, we've got first? Yeah, let's, let's kick off with the big horror release um, probably of the year actually if not the last few years it's the latest adaptation of Stephen King's It <laughs> um, the first actual film version a lot of people mistakenly think that the Tim Curry version from the 80s was a film actually a mini-series. Um it's quite a well known story and pretty much seems to be the basis of most people's phobia of clowns. And if you've seen this film, you can understand why. Um, it stars Was with anyone a, dressed as a clown when you went to see it? Um, well, there was a few people who had horrendous fashion sense, but I wouldn't go as far as calling <laughs> clowns. Have um, you
2: seen those various pictures, though, of people, like when the lights come back on and there's just a person sat there dressed as a clown?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've heard that it's causing havoc with the clowning industry. Uh, the yeah, very, I saw that, yeah. The, very un- anyway. the negative press. Anyway, this, this one stars um, Bill Skarsgård, son of Stellan Skarsgård, brother of Alexander Skarsgård, as uh, Pennywise the Clown. Um, it stars a variety of child actors, the only one of which I've heard of is Finn Wolfhard, who people might know from Stranger Things. More on that later. Um, and essentially, I'm going to say from the off, I absolutely love this. Um, it was that rare kind of like horror-adventure thriller that managed to get the horror right, and it, it was genuinely, you know, quite shocking at times. Maybe not pure horror, um, but it also managed to be a really good coming-of-age film by these kids, all of whom who are, you know, they're called the Losers Club. They're all being, um, you know, undermined by their parents or abused or, uh, you know, leading shitty lives, and it's about them coming together to take on this supernatural being who feeds on the fears of children and eats them, and... Um, Anything more than that's kind of a spoiler, I would have thought. I mean, everybody knows the opening scene. I mean, I've either, have either of you seen the original it? I've seen the trailer, um, so yeah, no, but nothing more than that. But I think everyone's aware of the iconic opening scene, which they yeah, did pretty with much... Yeah,
2: the, with the drain.
0: Yeah, with, with you know, the little um, paper boat in the drain. Yeah, and the boy and in, the,
2: the little, in the yellow coat.
0: Yeah, in the yellow coat, and then Pennywise gets him, and it's... That's no spoiler. Like that's iconic film, even though it's from mm. a miniseries, which they recreated, you know, almost perfectly with this. It's directed, uh, directed by uh, somebody called Andy Muschietti, who's um, better known for a horror film called Mama, which I haven't seen, but I understand is well regarded. Um, this is like pure Stephen King. You know, that kind of. It's got the whole nostalgia. It's got children. You know, talking actually how children talk. Um, the relationships, the kind of like. The way they bounce off each other, interact with each other is feels natural. It doesn't feel uh, forced. And, frankly, this benefits a lot from what I would call Stranger Things, you know, like fever, if you like. It feels like Stranger Things, the movie, with It Monster instead of, you know, the Upside Down. And uh, okay. I, I, for one, I'm, have no problem with that. Some people, you might call it derivative, uh, although, frankly, for all I know, this could have been in production. At the same time as Stranger Things, it's even you know got the same kind of 80s nostalgia. You've got like cinemas which are showing Batman Return, uh, sorry, Batman. It's got Lethal Weapon Two. All these kind of little, little hints to the 80s, and for some reason, the 80s at the minute is very much in fashion. Um, and, and why not? You know, for for a decade that was kind of all about shit politics and kind of so good, so shit, it's good music. There was, you know, a lot of influence. Um, I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed it as much as this coming-of-age tale where they're coming together to beat this monster, as I did as a horror. Um, But I was gripping the chair or gripping uh, Ellen's hand (laughs) pretty much throughout because it was shocking. Um, And I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, um, I think it's weird how we've now got this decade, you know, 80s that suddenly so in fashion is and it's the decade to go to. And I think I said it before when I was talking about stranger things, I think when you base these things in the past on like iconic eras because of the restrictions on technology, it just gives you know the narrative more scope. Like it's it's too easy nowadays, you know, for kids to get away, you know, the ringing people on mobiles, they using GPS, whatever. I think the limitations adds to a, you know, more frightening narrative. Um and I would say this is another example as well. Of Stephen King, maybe being adapted better than he can write. Um, the original novel of it, and I'm going to spoil this a little bit, but it's never going to be in the film. So, hey Um, The at the end, it ends in a child orgy. Don't know if you're aware of uh, that.
2: yeah, yeah, I heard about that, but no, only wasn't because there. of that article. You know that article that I sent you.
0: Yeah. Only because of reading that that I knew that. I thought that yeah. was a bit weird. So literally, it ends with an orgy where um, some a group of eleven year olds. Take turns having sex with a 13 year old girl, and it's which is weird, especially considering that like Stephen King um, seems to have written the main character who goes last for you know, Sloppy Sixth as himself. Um, but anyway, I think they made a very wise decision to take that out of this. It was originally set yeah. to be directed by uh, Carrie uh, Fukunaga, who people might know from the first season of True Detective. And apparently he had problems with them taking out certain things from the book. And, you know, you wonder whether he was all, all up for the child gangbang scene, but uh, <laughs> who the fuck knows. Um, but, yeah, I think there's another example, when you put it alongside things like Stand By Me and The Shining, where King is, adap- is you know, great ideas, man. Adapted better than he can write. Not, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to shit on him, because he's responsible for, you know, some of his work has been adapted in some great films. Uh, not least, I saw Carrie for the first time the other week, like the original one. Um, so he's obviously a man of great talent, but he's just, for some reason he, he fits better on the screen. Uh, as mm. I, I take it nobody else has seen it, anyway. Based on your reactions so far, no, I haven't. No, I, I, I do want to. See, I'm not a huge horror fan. Like, I do like some horror, but I think you might. En- Did you enjoy Stranger Things? Or have you I've seen? Not, it? I've not seen it. Right. Okay. Well, if you watch Stranger Things and you enjoy Stranger Things, you will. I'm pretty confident that you will enjoy this. Um, and I, th- I don't. It's not so scary that you know it's going to chill you to the core. Mm. It's almost as much of a thriller as it is anything else. But um, yeah, that's fantastic. I loved it. Anyway. Cool. That's good to hear. Are, any interest, Clive? Um, yeah, I, I'd
1: like to go and see it. I just don't know who I'd go with. Maybe maybe Kay will be off for it. Don't know, but. Yeah, particularly in comparison to Strange Things, because I like that. So
0: it's got that that same kind of dynamic, you know, kind of outsider kids banding together. You know, that whole kind of Spielbergian thing where yeah. you're driving, they're riding around on bikes in these, you know, rural, uh, you know, Americana. I mean, it's you might argue it's derivative, but I don't care. You know, it's just yeah, good. exactly. Cool. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm intrigued.
1: You've got me more intrigued than I was originally, because I thought it was more of a straight-up horror. Oh, no,
0: I know. Because <laughs> I knew very little about it. I don't even know that famous scene that you're on about, so. Well, it's it's like, I mean, like, who isn't a little bit afraid of clowns? I mean, one of my good friends, and I know at least occasional listener, David Lipthorpe, is so terrified of clowns. We were once in Croatia, and um, coming back from a night out, and there was this, and I shoot you not, a clown beggar. Who just slumped up against a wall with, you um, know, a hat for money looking creepy <laughs> as fuck. And he, he is so, uh, Dave is so terrified of clowns. He walked around by a mile to get home rather than <laughs> going within 10 feet of this clown. Which is dedication to your phobia, if you ask me. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. Did he knock a load of beers out of the fridge on the way around? <laughs> well you, you probably spot a few pints On that holiday <laughs> uh, Right um, Cool that's great uh, We'll go to Josh next then With a very different film From what I hear
2: Yeah uh, My film is Logan Lucky Which is the last film That I saw at the cinema um, It is described This is the most research That I've ever done By the way For one of these podcasts Wow <laughs> um, it, is, it is described As a film where trying to reverse a family curse brothers Jimmy, who is Channing Tatum and Clyde Logan, who is Adam Driver set out to execute an elaborate robbery during the legendary Coca-Cola 600 race at the Charlotte Motor Speedway so came out in August it's directed by Steven Soderbergh um, it's compared to Ocean's Eleven the research, my research sources are Rotten Tomatoes It scores 93% on their tomato meter, (laughs) which I think is obviously quite high. I can't remember which of them is the one who supports Middlesbrough out of Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer. Is it Bob?
0: Uh, Bob Mortimer.
2: So Bob um, doesn't like it. I saw on his Twitter feed he was quite outraged by it. Um, Okay. (laughs) I can't remember exactly how he described it, but, uh, I mean, I disagree with him. Um, I thought it was really... Good, probably better than I thought it was going to be. Um, My dad saw the advert and said, Oh, bloody hell. So he wasn't impressed, but it definitely was. It's hard
1: to impress though, you know. Well, that's
2: true. Um, It's just sort of like. I mean, I have seen one of the Ocean's Eleven films, I think, and it is sort of like a heist film, and I think that any heist film would always get compared to Ocean's Eleven. Um, I don't really think it's like it, but. Other people might disagree, obviously. The reason really why I wanted to go and see it was because of Daniel Craig and his role as sort of like a redneck um, with bleach blonde hair. And he was really good. He was really good. And like Channing Tatum, I love Channing Tatum. Um, it was the first time I'd ever seen anything with Adam Driver in where he wasn't really? Kylo... Where oh, he right, wasn't, sorry. Where he wasn't <laughs> Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sorry, so, don't so, that. Yeah. So, that. So ends.
2: that was... Um, interesting i thought he was really good it was actually quite funny like there was parts of it which were really quite funny um good cape yeah just just a good film just sort of like a film where you could just go and watch it and enjoy it where it's not got anything i don't it's know not like
1: particularly deep or anything yeah it's, it's not just...
2: no it's not deep um it's a little bit deep because of like the backstory around Channing tatum but not really um it's just sort of like light-hearted entertainment, which I think sometimes is what you want from a film. So, I definitely yeah, would so. recommend it. The performance of all of them, I thought, was good. Channing Tatum's accent started out when he when he first started speaking in like this southern drawl. I was thinking, oh dear, but <laughs> as the film went on, it sort of like wasn't wasn't he well, wasn't bad really. And um, Daniel Craig's was pretty good. Uh, so yeah, because sometimes I think that in films where they're set in like Virginia or other southern states of America when it's people like putting on the accent or whatever then sometimes it can be quite hard to understand so my favourite Coen Brothers film is Oh Brother Where Art Thou which obviously is set in the south of America and on occasions I did find the accents in that quite hard to understand and I think it is sort of like something that can happen in, in some occasions but this wasn't one of those occasions, I just thought it was a really good film, and I would recommend it for definite. I would I would go and see it again, actually. Mm. Cool. I mean, I don't that know if it's still good. out anymore, but I would go and see it again for definite.
1: I think it is, and I want to go see it. It's, think, I've heard mixed things from people I've heard, but like people seem to either love it or hate it, which is odd for this type of film, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's probably so. one
2: of those films, I think it depends... How seriously you take it because I just went. I mean, like I say, I just went because I thought, "Oh, Daniel Craig is like a redneck with peroxide blonde hair. that would be funny," um, <laughs> you know. And he was like so far removed from James Bond. Or, I mean, the only films I've the only, I mean, I know that he was in Our Friends in the North, and I did see, I did watch. I think one episode of that when it was on the TV. Um, but then, apart from that, the only things I've seen him in are uh, Layer Cake and uh, James Bond, where obviously he's quite cool and slick, and in this he's not.
0: He's good in... um, Have you seen um, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? No, I've not seen that. He's good in that. He's he's not... I wouldn't say he's uncool, but he's not James Bond in that.
2: Yeah, Yeah. well, I mean, he's definitely not James Bond or anywhere close to him in this film, but it's really good. Good performance by him. The only thing I would say about it is, and it's sort of like um, a fear rather than anything else, is that it was kind of a bit open-ended at the end, where if... They made a sequel. I wouldn't be surprised, but I think I would be disappointed because I don't think there would be enough material for there to be a sequel to it. So hopefully, that's just sort of like an unfounded fear on my behalf rather than something that actually happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I did. Cool. I did. I was quite interested in seeing this because it does. It does look interesting, and like like you said, it's interesting to see Daniel Craig as just something so different to what is his iconic role, even if you know. James Bond films aren't really my thing. Um, Adam Driver, um, again, I'd be interested to see him simply for the fact that he seems to be one of the most diverse actors in terms of rate different types of performance out there at the minute. Um, Was it you, Clive, who'd seen that film where he plays a bus driver? I might be no, I haven't. I
1: have seen. um, Is it something young when we were young? Yes, I've seen that.
0: Oh, I I thought he was brilliant in that. He was a total tosser. Uh, yeah, he
1: is. He just he Tosser really well, actually. Yeah, <laughs> which is most of the roles I've seen him in. I don't know if Patterson, which is the one I think you're that's the up, one. That's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, I've not seen that one, but uh, I, do, yeah. I, would, I, I do want to because I do I do like him as an actor. I think he's mm. good.
2: Yeah, he was really good in this. I think probably he was the best of the three of them.
1: Although was he likable in this one?
2: Uh, yeah, he was likable. Yeah. Okay. All of them are quite likable though in different ways. Yeah. Uh, I mean if you're going to go on like tosser ratings then Daniel Craig's character is probably the most tosser out of them all Um, (laughs) and he has two brothers who are definitely tossers but they're good like background characters Um, so yeah I mean all of the cast were really good I thought like Channing Tatum had a daughter um, uh, who obviously you know was sort of like a child actor obviously Um, her name oh no my research page is gone oh no (laughs) It's um, <laughs> falling
1: apart backstage. Yeah,
2: her name was Farah McKenzie, or her name is Farah McKenzie. I mean, I've never heard of her. You seem to be up to date with child actors, Alex Wayne.
0: What are you trying to say? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you watch more films than me. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I've never heard of that that actress, actress. She
2: was good in it, though. Like, yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, I'd, by the looks of things, you probably wouldn't have seen any of the films that she's in. It seems like she's just in various Dolly Dolly Parton films. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she was good in it. And um, yeah, it was just like a good cast. Some well-known faces, obviously. Some of us that didn't. Some of us as well, that I think you'd think, I know that person. Like probably Daniel Craig's brothers. I'm sure that I've seen at least one of them in something else. Um, but yeah, it was just really good. Um, entertainment. It was entertaining. It was enjoyable, light-hearted. I think if you were going expecting to see sort of like a Ocean's Eleven slick core cool sort of film then you probably wouldn't like it very much but it's sort of like the redneck race car world version of Ocean's okay. Eleven and I really liked
1: it cool that's a pretty good summary <laughs> yeah I'm intrigued to go see this it sounds good cool cool uh, we'll go on to mine then, which is uh, the big one that we just missed last time. Just. 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 I think it was literally coming out the day after, wasn't it, or something like that. <laughs> uh, which is Dunkirk now. It's um, directed by Christopher Nolan, obviously. Stars Tom Hardy, Mark Rylance, Cillian Murphy, that guy from One Direction with curly hair. Um, Harry Styles. that
2: he doesn't know who that person
1: is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I was joking. Harry Styles. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a film about the Dunkirk evacuation from World War Two. Uh, for those who don't know, and please correct me if I get any of this wrong, because I'm just a sw- Swiss layman and know nothing about the war. Because I spent all of it, obviously I was alive. Spent all of it hidden in a cave. Um, around 400,000 British Prophety. and French troops w- were trapped at the beach in Dunkirk, uh, surrounded by, by Nazis in what was a, more than likely going to be a slaughter. But the the film depicts the attempts to evacuate as many people as possible from Dunkirk. Ve- very basically. Um, it follows three stories, kind of throughout the film. For uh, a couple of Spitfire pilots is one of them. Uh, Tom Hardy being a big part of that one, the main fighter pilot that it follows. Um, a civilian boat headed to evacuate the soldiers, which is uh, Mark Rylance is the sort of the big star name in that particular story, and the story of like a group of soldiers on the beach trying to get onto a boat to Britain. Um, These kind of play out at different times so I know I've heard a few people come out and uh, well not literally when they came out but (laughs) people I've spoken to who've seen it who said oh I was well confused Um, and it seemed to take them a while to notice the fact that when it switched to one of the other stories it wasn't at the same time as the story it just switched from if you see what I mean um, whereas I kind of picked up on straight away because yeah. at the start, it I, did pe- say people um,
2: can't cope with that. Though it's like what we were speaking about about Game of Thrones when we did that TV episode. People can't cope with it.
1: Like everything, <laughs> oh.
2: has, everything has to be linear, or people can't cope.
0: See, maybe that's not, not time to debate that. But I, I'm, I get, I get what you mean. But I thought in Game of Thrones it was just lazy. I didn't think they.
2: Oh yeah, well, yeah, no, I agree with your opinion about that now after watching the episode that I hadn't watched the last time we spoke about it, but I still stand by my my opinion mm. that people can't cope without if it's not no, a linear storyline. No, I agree that line.
1: it's not a very mainstream like people who only watch mainstream films, and this is obviously a massive generalization. If it's not a linear story they do struggle. I've come across that a fair bit, but um Yeah, it's sort of so it switches to another story, but it's that's that might be happening it might be two hours earlier in that story. And I think that was made pretty obvious by at the start it like said on each of the stories, whatever, two o'clock and then the next one might have said four o'clock and I was like, Oh, okay, so these aren't all happening at the same time. But so that I kinda picked up on that and I didn't find it particularly disorientating at all. Um, it's a re- how do you start to talk about it? Really, the, the thing, the main thing about it is basically it's just really intense, and not because it shows lots of bloody deaths. Um, it doesn't really. I don't know if there's much blood in it at all, um, but because it just kind of puts you right in the soldier's shoes. Like it's the thing that I remember uh, the most coming out of it is the sort of. The clatter of like whenever a bullet hit a metal, like when the guys are in say a, inside a boat and you can hear the bullets hitting the metal, it's just like deafening clatter in the cinema, and then um, that really made it kind of a really sort of immersive experience. Um, and the sc- the screams and things like that sound like they're right next to you. There's low you know, all the noise of people rushing around and the panic is it's all really real, and that's kind of how it creates the intensity, not by uh, showing lots of gruesome stuff because, like I say, it doesn't really do a lot of that. Um, the plot is pretty simple really like I say it's you know it's about the evacuation there isn't tons to it and it's pretty difficult to spoil it I suppose because most people probably know what happened but I like what Nolan did with it I think it's a really memorable war, war film overall with really great performances I thought Tom Hardy was great I thought Rylance was great I've not seen him in anything else except for oh, what's on with Tom Hanks about the spy
0: no uh, bridge of spies yeah
1: yeah which I thought he was excellent in um, and he's excellent in this as well thingy was pretty good Harry Styles, <laughs> as was Cillian Murphy.
2: Oh, Cillian Murphy's
1: great, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's good in everything I've seen him in. To be fair, it's I, I really enjoyed it. I don't think it was uh, some people like claim it's a masterpiece. I'm not sure I'd go that far. I thought it did. I think it made as probably as good a film as you could have out of Dunkirk. Something which is, which when I went in, I was thinking like I don't know how they're going to make a, an hour and a half film about this because it's quite a simple. Even though, yeah, it was obviously a long, drawn out, horrible affair, but it's quite a simple story, really, isn't it? It doesn't really have any ups and downs or such. Um, but I, just, I thought it did it really well. I think it pretty much, like highlighted all the just how horrendous it must have been to be on that beach, and I think it did that those parts justice. And I, I personally, I know a lot of there's you know a fair amount of inaccuracies, but they don't particularly bother me. I just yeah, I don't, that stuff doesn't really bother me because I think, you know, they've got to allow some artistic licence in these things and I think it was done tastefully and really well.
0: I really enjoyed it. Al, what did you think? Um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was every bit as good as the critics said it was. Um, and it's always nice when there is just a film out there where pretty much everyone's got it spot on. Um, just a really, really well-made, intelligent, you know, piece of work, as you'd expect from yeah. Christopher Nolan. Um I thought I liked the fact that it was largely dialogue-free. I mean, don't get me wrong; yeah. it was dialogue, but I liked the fact that you know it just it helped build this sense of you know, palpable tension. You know um, that they just knew they were sitting ducks, and you know they were not get going anywhere. Mm. And I also like the fact how the soldiers weren't portrayed as heroic as such. They were desperate. They just needed to get out. There was no you know. The whole idea of it, the myth basically, but a great propaganda myth is Dunkirk spirit. Um, you know, I'm not saying it didn't exist, but you know, the reality is people just wanted it to was get a lot home. Of people who
1: just want to get home,
0: yeah, exactly, yeah. because they were, you know, they were sitting ducks on a beach. I read an interesting article. I'm not sure this is true or not. Certainly, maybe it'll be debunked by another a proper historian. But I read an article that suggests that uh, Hitler was off his face on morphine or lithium. Um, when his own generals went to ask permission to use the tanks and right. because they couldn't get through to him they didn't use them which apparently was the main reason why Britain and France were able to get so many people off the beach which may have been if you were to pick out a single reason why they lost the war aside from maybe inv- invading Russia that would have been it and uh, so it can't I, think be- that Interesting. That, I think
2: that that's probably true because all of the high ranking Nazis had various drug addictions uh, but it is one of those things where there's lots of different reasons as to why um, oh yeah there's, that, there's, nev- there's never but I think that probably is at least I think that between... probably would be the one which is the most
0: accurate yeah i mean um like it can 't be overstated how important this was to at least the war being won the when it was it was mm. it's one of those classic kind of moments in British history which you fit you feel maybe has coloured the character. You know, British people in many ways have always preferred a noble loser than they have, you know, just a general champion. It's like part of that, that spirit, um, which is kind of what Dunkirk was, it's a defeat. And I, I always said to Michael when we were going um when I saw it, I said to him, I wonder if Americans are gonna get this? You know, they're gonna go into the cinema and go, What? They lost. What'd they celebrate? <laughs> You know, um you know that was the, that an american chicken <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like the concept of winning and losing is so different in american culture than it is in british culture i think although possibly that might be changing um but yeah anyway i thought it was be- beautifully shot um i thought the performances were just The kind of understated they needed to be um yeah and yeah, I loved it. I thought it was every bit as good as it was supposed to be. I heard some criticism that it wasn't gory enough. Um, well, that's I the thing think I mentioned, but I didn't think an... that was
1: a bad thing, I yeah. think. I don't think it needed to be. I think it brought its intensity in different, in my opinion, better ways. <laughs> uh, it didn't. It wasn't as if just because it wasn't gory, you thought, ah, oh, yeah, it would have been great to be on this beat. <laughs> it was still very much brought home just how terrible it was, I felt. So, um I thought it was really good, and I think it's really one thing worth mentioning is I think it was interesting to see Christopher Nolan uh, dealing with such a simple story, I suppose, whereas because most of his films are pretty ridiculously complicated, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so that was that was nice to see, and I think he did did he didn't overcomplicate it at all, despite what some people said about the you know three timelines. I think it was overall a very simple film, but I think that's what it needed to be, and yeah, I was very pleased with it.
0: Yeah,
2: great. I, I haven't seen it, but Isaac has. And to put that into context, Isaac hates going to the cinema. He never goes right. to the cinema because he doesn't like it. And the only type of films he likes, by his own admission, are either Harry Potter or football hooligan films.
0: Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Obviously,
2: obviously, this is neither of those, it doesn't, it doesn't fit into that incredibly niche market. But It's
0: football hooligan Yeah. So
2: like when it's Harry Potter and the Quidditch hooligans Then he's going to be there straight away <laughs> He's going to be first in the queue um, But yeah So he went to see it And he said it was alright Which is like A massive praise you know, Given the context um, yeah. And he says that the one thing That like, he most got out of it Is how he would, ne- he would hate to be in the army Like he would never be in the army As a
0: consequence of seeing that film Yeah, I mean, I think it's possibly changed a bit since 1940 or whenever it was, but yeah.
2: Yeah, but I think it's sort of like the general premise though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. They had to be on that beach and they had to be there in the first place and then, you know, like, even throughout the whole... I haven't seen it, but I know what happened and I have seen the original film and they had to be there and, you know, just like military discipline was that they stood there and allowed themselves basically to be bombed and machine gunned and everything else that went on. So that military discipline, you know, that hasn't changed. And, you know, I mean, the original the original film is pretty good as well, um, which has got um, John Mills in as the leader of the soldiers, who is from, the, I mean, this was made in the 50s, so he's sort of like a classic actor from that period. And it also had Richard Attenborough in. Who played the Mark Rylance role? And okay. It's sort of. I mean, obviously it's from the fifties, and I, you know, I think it's quite dated. When I watched it, which was a while ago, and I thought it was boring. But then, that was because I wasn't very old, and there was not really any fighting in it. So that's why I thought it was boring. Um, <laughs> there wasn't the Spitfire bit either. That's a new okay. addition
1: for this film. Probably quite hard to film back
0: in the 50s, I suppose. Uh, maybe. I mean, um, this isn't a direct adaptation of that. It's just a no. no. Button. Yeah.
2: But, yeah. Um, yeah, but what's the name of the main guy?
0: Tubby? Uh, I don't really remember the names, to be honest with you. And I think no that either. was kind of deliberate. Like, we didn't really get to delve that much into their characters. You kind of learnt their basic characteristics at characteristics even as they were going I think
2: I think it might be more of an adaptation than you think, but obviously um It's certainly know, it's, it's, it's I've a never simple it storyline but... that could be anybody. I have. Yeah. Um, um but so yeah. I, I definitely would have wanted to well, as you know, Clive, I definitely wanted to see it, but it just didn't yeah. like pan out to yeah. happen unfortunately. It um, didn't.
1: But hopefully Sheffield has another one of its IMAX um Festivals and then you can come up and see it because usually they show all the big ones again for like three quid. Yeah. On the IMAX.
2: Because when when I when I said that my favourite thing about Star Wars, the 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 most Rogue One. My review of Star Wars Rogue One was the best thing about it was the trailer for Dunkirk. <laughs> 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 Which isn't my actual opinion. I was just joking. But yeah, <laughs> like the trailer was amazing, and I definitely wanted to see the film. But yeah. Hopefully, I will one day. Even I think if, even be. if it's just on DVD. Cool.
1: I, on that note, actually, I think it is one that is worth seeing in the cinema. I think it would be. I don't, know, I don't think it'd have quite the same effect on TV just because of all the, like I said, all the bullet sounds and things, and the immersion of it would be a bit different. But yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll move on from that. Um, Al, you've got another one, haven't you?
0: I do. Yeah. Um, Wind River. Um, which is the latest film by quite a new filmmaker, uh, Taylor Sheridan. He's a former actor. Well, I I believe he's probably still an actor. um, I believe this is either his directorial debut or certainly his big directorial debut. He's more famous as a writer. He wrote um, Sicario and Hell or High Water recently. He's also wrote this, but he's also um, a director as well. It's basically a kind of a murder murder mystery sort of thriller, or I, I would say it's more of a... It's of a western crime thriller set in the snow. It's set in Wyoming on an Indian reservation called Wild River, which actually exists. Um, it tells the story of a murder of n- a Native American girl who, uh, which is being investigated by an FBI agent who is using the services of a local c- hunter, played by Jeremy Renner um, to help oh, her track him. Yeah, he's a good actor and you know what, he's never been better than this actually. This is From what I've seen of him, this is comfortably his best performance. Um, It's weirdly conventional, but I don't mean that as a criticism. Uh, There's nothing. There's no huge conspiracy here. There's no, you know, like satanic serial killer. Uh, And I'm not spoiling it to say that, but I'm not going to go into any detail. It's just
2: Uh, I won't be watching it
0: now. (laughs) It's it's just a really, it's a really sort of muscular, um, sort of like nuts and bolts thriller, which is. Refreshingly exposition-free, um, like you never have the you know the, at no point do you feel patronised by this. It's, it's it's intelligent filmmaking. You never feel like any line of dialogue is in there just to explain to the audience what was going on if you hadn't already got it. Mm. it you know, it. Un, I mean, the, the plot itself is fairly simple, but it so there's never any need for that. But that seems to be a, a bit of a flavour of Taylor Sheridan's writing. Um, I mean, I really liked Sicario and I really liked Hell or High Water as well, and this seemed to be. Like he seems to be the master of kind of Western crime thrillers, set in kind of more unconventional mm. um, settings, if you will. And so I just,
2: by Western, do you mean like modern day Western? Yeah, America? yeah,
0: but it's a Western. It's kind of they're all kind of frontier films. Like you had Sicario, okay. which is set on the Mexican border, with um you know drug, you know DEA versus the cartel. Yeah, okay. you've got he- Hello High Waters, set in you know te- Texas outback bank robbers and you've got this one set in a you know native american reservation in the snow you know desolate mm. you know where you've got to go 5 miles between the nearest person um the film it is sounds really good it's just really well shot as well it it just it looks authentic there's nothing um which is unnecessar- unnecessary in any of the shots so really sparse looks great the action when it happens is sufficiently brutal like, and that's all I ask to be honest with you. It's not because I get a kick out of brutality, it's that if I want to see violence in a film, I need to see it, you know, actually having an impact. I, you know, I don't want to just see cartoon violence unless it's in the right context. Um, Elizabeth Olsen is also very good in this, the FBI agent. And there's, a, there's quite a few good kind of um, supporting performances, not least by. Um, I forget his name now, bear with me. I'm doing a Josh Keefley lacking. <laughs> lacking, lacking for, um, lacking. Oh yeah, so Martin uh, Sensmeyer, um He's one of these actors. He's a Native American actor who seems to be the go-to guy when you need like a Native American. Like Ken screen.
2: Watanabe for Japanese people.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, he's. I mean, he's, he was in the Magnificent Magnificent Seven. He's been in The Sopranos. Anyway, he's, he puts in a really good kind of. He's, he's not in it a huge amount, but puts in a really good cameo here, very heartfelt. Um, now, one thing I'm going to have to address is one of the criticisms of the film that I've seen doing the rounds, which I have to say I kind of agree with, is the fact that there is a little bit of a kind of a white savior complex here. Um, I mean, as I said, it's set in a Native American reservation, and the majority of the characters are Native American. Yet you have a white FBA eye agent and a white hunter hunting down, you know, the killers of this victim. Uh, Largely, the Native American characters in this are shown as, you know, helpless, which is problematic. Um, Now, I don't know if it's simply because I'm ignorant to things like this that I didn't initially think of it as a criticism, but I think it's a fair one. Uh, I think possibly this could have been better if Jeremy Renan's character was Native American. I think that would have, you know, stopped it in a heartbeat. Plus, it would have made sense, you know, a hunter Mm -hmm. on their reservation...
2: Yeah, I agree it, with that.
0: It made me think of um a film I saw not that long ago called Mississippi Burning. Um which is again, I don't know, uh, have you seen that film? I think I might have. No, heard it. I've heard of it. Anyway, it's it, it's set in the 60s when some civil rights activists uh get killed and largely it's, you know, about you know a series of black people being, you know, intimidated by the Ku Klux Klan. And again, you've got another situation where largely black people in the film are victims, you know, and they're being saved by these good white people. I think I don't mind it to an extent as long as it's not overdone and I think you can have a white saviour in there provided not all of the, you know, people of colour characters are um, you know, seen as victims and I think it is a bit of a problem. Um, I mean, I would say that Wind River does pay sufficient respect to Native American culture. There's nothing, um, and it does it does seem mournful of their kind of their their lot. You know what they've been left by. um, You know the wider American country. They mention how Mm. the fact that um, there's an ending statistic at the end of the film where it mentions that the FBI doesn't keep statistics on um, missing Native American women, and apparently in six thousand people on the actual Wind River Reservation, uh, there's been 28 women go missing in the past 50 years not one of them solved um, mm-hmm. so I think it it has sufficient respect for the source material but it does have that problem and that stops it being a brilliant film and just a good film with reservations um, but anyway I think it's it's problematic but it's a good film purely speaking in terms of as a film it's a good film Sure, yeah, it sounds really good, I want to see it and
1: I'm, I'm a big fan of Sicario and uh, Hello Highwater, so I didn't realise it was the same director.
0: Yeah, I think he's he's called it um, the third of his American Frontier trilogy, as I said. This is the first of the three that he's actually directed. Um,
1: yeah, oh, okay, so he wrote the other two. He wrote the other two, with yeah. With you,
0: right. I would recommend it, but as I said, I've got that caveat where it's it may mm-hmm. stick in your craw a bit, and it certainly did a little bit with me.
1: Yeah, sure. Sounds unfortunate. <laughs> Something that could have been easily solved, like you say.
0: Yeah, and I think... Yeah, it's. it's I don't know, it's just. Yeah, easily solved. And I think. I think maybe. I don't know. And I, I don't think the economic, you know, excuse really washes. They might say, well, you know, if we didn't have Jeremy Renner in this, he wouldn't sell as many tickets. Well, yeah. sorry, but you could just. You need. Somebody, a Native American actor needs to be given a chance in that role, maybe. Because mm-hmm. there's, yeah. there's there was nothing in the role which had to be a white man, by the way. There was nothing even. Not that you couldn't have changed the writing anyway if that was the case, but...
1: Well. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. But, uh, yeah, one I want to go see, definitely, and I hadn't really... I think I'd seen the poster like we were talking about earlier, but I hadn't really...
0: Mm.
1: had no idea what it was about. It sounds really interesting. Josh, did you have anything else to talk about? Um, no. <laughs> it's all right. We've uh, pulled you in last minute anyway. Oh, sorry. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm ju- going
0: gonna, gonna to correct myself just for earlier. The Native American actor I meant was Jill Birmingham. Sorry do apologize for that uh, okay um no i don't have anything else to sp- speak about in uh, in particular although but believe i have an opinion on something else you might be talking about
1: yes um i think you do because you mentioned it in a previous uh, previous podcast and um, i'm going to talk about oh is it okja okja how do you pronounce um, it, it
0: i think okja i think yeah
1: Okay, let's go with Oak-ture, Um which is a Netflix, Netflix exclusive that was um, released quite a few months ago now, I think, over the summer at some point, wasn't it? Um, directed by Bong Joon-ho, I think you pronounce it, who also did Snowpiercer, which I was a fan of uh, a couple of years ago. Was that 2015? I'm guessing, yeah, yeah but I think it was around then. Um, it stars Tilda Swinton, Jake Gyllenhaal, Hyun uh, An, in the sort of main role, and... Stephen Yen, is it, from uh, Walking Dead? You, yeah. I don't know yeah. how to pronounce it. Um, it's a, basically a big bastard corporation have made GM pigs, really big GM pigs, uh, to make it look all ethical. They've kind of created a competition where, I think it was, um, it's was. it been a while since I've seen it, to be fair, but there was like 13 pigs, and they sent them to all different areas of the world, and the, the competition was who could, which pig would end up being the tastiest and healthiest and, you know, based on the diet from those different countries um one of the one of these gm pigs goes to Oakja, goes to mia and her dad in whereabouts are they again i've
0: forgotten poor research um here. what you mean it's, originally yeah it's in, it's in south korea i believe i don't know where yeah in some,
1: somewhere in south korea in, the, in the, up in the jungle on a mountain by the, <laughs> mm. um and it yeah it just follows basically this girl's relationship with this pig and her trying to protect the pig um the first half of the film I thought was absolutely amazing. I loved it. I think the, the simplicity of the sort of life on the mountain with his pig and her dad and just living in this, you know, very basic conditions um in this really beautiful backdrop was done really well and I think the pig is a fantastic character and the CGI on it was brilliant. Um, really really amazing some of the best I've seen especially in in a, where everything else is so natural and stuff. It didn't really look out of place. I thought it worked really really well. Um, I think the tone tone shifted pretty dramatically in the second half, I don't want to spoil things particularly but it becomes a little bit more of a uh, chase sort of film um, and much more intensity ups and there's a selection of it's at this point where there's like a selection of very weird almost Hunger Games-esque over the top characters which I think is a sort of theme of um, Korean cinema a little bit apparently, although I've not seen much to be honest but I think it kind of held it together and it I felt like the film had some really interesting messages about corporate greed and how we like to forget just how kind of terrible factory farming is. Um, it dealt with the messages pretty heavy handly, ha- handedly. That's a criticism I've seen, which I think is fair enough. But I think sometimes that's the way to go, and I think it worked. Um, but and also I think the darkly sort of comedic tone in this um, helped it to work. Uh, that more sort of heavy-handed nature of it. The most normal and believable characters are definitely the core three introduced at the start of the film. And uh, yeah, I'm including the GM pig in this, <laughs> which which tells you how crazy some of the other characters are. Um, particularly Jake Ginn and all. His character is uh, particularly sort of off the wall and pretty he, crazy.
2: He's pretty intense though, isn't
1: he? He is particularly intense in this film. And some of them were, like, they weren't particularly believable, but I didn't think that was a... It felt a bit comicky like in the second half, but not in a bad way, I didn't think. Initially, I didn't like it, but then the more I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, I, I kind of liked it. And there was some, like I say, the tone does change quite dramatically, um, but it works, I think, at the end I decided. It, I was, it, it, well, after sort of 10, 15 minutes of the tone change and I was a bit like, oh, I'm not sure about this. But then the more I watched it, the more I liked it. And I think it it makes it really unique as well. That um, Overall, it, it's weird. <laughs> Definitely a weird film, but I really liked it. I thought it was really good and I was not surprised because I'd heard good things about it. I was surprised in like how it was. I thought it was gonna be a bit more like the first half of the film all the way through it. But which I think I don't know, maybe I would have preferred, but I also found it quite interesting about when it went into the city without spoiling things in it. And things got a bit more bustly and it was a bit more uh intense and I think it dealt with those things well and it, you know, some interesting action sequences and yeah, I just thought it was but I think the whole thing is really held together basically by the pig and the actress, actress who plays Mia, who I think is fantastic. Um, really, really recommended people see it, especially as it's you know it's on Netflix. So if you've got Netflix, it's free in quotation marks. I would, I would recommend it. Al, what did you think? I think you said it. You, you praised it last time you talked. Yeah, about I mean
0: it. I didn't do a full review. I just mentioned in passing that I thought it was a good film, uh, which, which I stand by. I thought it was a nice. It was almost like a fairy tale esque. Um, yeah, sure. Kind of felt a lot like, um, like a really, in how can we put this, classed up version of Free Willy in some respects. You know that kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that kind of brand of film from the nineties, kids film where you know kind of big adventure film where you're protecting this creature from a multinational corporation. But I felt yeah, they had so. a bit of a satirical edge to to this, um, and I thought all the performances, you know, were excellent. I thought in particular Tilda Tilda Swinton. Um, yeah, she was great too. Yeah, and and actually, the young girl who I forget the name of. Um, yeah, I did mention her. Um, I'll get the name off again.
1: The yeah. one who plays the main girl, Mia. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Yun Hyun, and I've got an. Yeah, down she, she
0: was she was superb. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. As I said, like it, it felt like it was a nostalgia trip back to the '90s to so those kind of kids' mm. films, but done for adults. You know, with satirical edge, and yeah. Um, Quite unique, isn't it? I mean, oh yeah, like nothing. Like nothing, nothing you really I could compare it to. Yeah,
1: totally.
0: It's, it's somehow light, yet not you know with a lot of content at the same time. Mm. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, um, and I thought they they managed to get the the characterisation of Octor himself perfect. Like he felt like a believable animal. The CGI was good, and mm. his mo- his movements, his his behaviour. Was you know
1: he had a, he had a real character, which I think is probably hard a hard thing to do for an animal that doesn't have any dialogue
0: or yeah uh, yeah yeah if, yeah it didn't it didn't and feel it's entirely CGI it didn't feel like some Star Wars episode one rubbish or anything like that I mean <laughs> I mean granted you know the CGI has come on a lot lots since then but it's not just CGI It's in terms of like you say getting the movements giving it character um, mm, yeah I, I really liked it anyway.
1: Totally. And I do think the first half in particular is like the, the, the shots and stuff and the scenery and everything is, is really, really stunning. Some of the best stuff I've seen for a while on that on that front, mm. just sort of being just like jaw dropping scenery and shots and yeah, I thought it was really, really pretty. So highly recommended. Hmm. Um Cool I think that I think we don't oh, is anyone what are we all looking forward to besides Star Wars? what else is coming out is um there...
0: I'll get my list up where with, bear with no, me.
1: you've got a list this is yeah Andy.
0: I do uh, I mean there's some things I'm looking forward to which don't have a release date so they might not have made the list yet but um coming I, seen... know, I know
2: a film that I wanted to see
0: and it was being shown in Hull the whole view as sort of like a
2: one off thing and unfortunately I, I couldn't go well I, no i couldn't go in the end also no one would go with me. It's called uh, Land of Mine, which is about a group of German prisoners who get sent to Denmark after the end of World War II. Um, And their job is to clear up all of the landmines that had been left
1: behind. I've heard of this, actually, yeah. And sort
2: of like the relationship that develops between the prisoners and their guards. Um, And... um, yeah, I really wanted to see it. I haven't seen a trailer for it, and then it was just on it at Hull View. So, which I think, you know, for like for Hull, that's quite a <laughs> quite a thing, you know. especially.
0: City hey, of sh- Culture, mate. Well, yeah, but I mean,
2: it just proves it though, doesn't it? You know, how cultural yeah, Hull is now, that they're playing like Danish art house films in <laughs> in, yeah. the, in the view. But then again, you know, Hull is now the um, most enterprising city in the UK. So mm. but yeah um, I, I mean it's probably doesn't really count because it's out and very limited release obviously but yeah I think that definitely that sounds like an interesting film.
0: I'm I'm really looking forward to the new Blade Runner Blade Runner 2049. I'm optimistic simply because I really like the the director Denis Villeneuve. I like the fact that Ridley Scott's involved but not heavily involved, you know, just as executive producer. Um I like the cast, I like the fact, you know, it's got Ryan Gosling in, Robin Wright. Um and the trailers just look right. I've just got faith in it. And that's actually out um just the start of next month, October the sixth. Um I'm cautiously optimistic about a film called The Snowman that's coming out. Uh which is directed by it's an adaptation of a Joe Nesbo book, which is either oh, gonna yeah. I think it's either gonna be really good or terrible. It's uh, Michael Fassbender stars in it, so you, you know at least you'll get a good performance. Um, and yeah. him, him hunting some serial killer who leaves he, snowmen uh, the bodies he, of his victim.
2: He uh, is in some interesting films, though, isn't he? Um,
0: he can be, yeah. Like I mean, he's in a really wide range of films. He is. I mean, he's always good value. Also, really looking forward to the Death of Stalin, the new Armando Iannucci comedy, um, starring various people: uh, Steve Buscemi, Jason Isaacs, Michael Palin which is a comedy film about the death of Joseph Stalin. Um, also looking forward to another big release, Marvel release, the new Thor film, Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Um, it interesting. looks cool. It did. I wasn't a fan of the first two, but I'm down with this. In terms of like other things, I'm not sure it will be out this year, but I'm really looking forward to the new Richard Linklater film, Last Flag Flying, which looks like cool. a k- kind of um, old man buddy movie, uh, where three former army vets are going to bury the son of one of them who's died in Iraq stars um Brian Cranston um Lawrence Fishburne and I've oh it's Steve Carell Carell, uh, Carell even uh, I love
2: Steve Carell in serious roles
0: Yeah he's he's a good actor I mean I, I think to be honest with you I've seen it said before if you're a good comedy actor you can do good acting without mm. you know also I'm really looking forward to the new um Martin McDonough film, uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, which is about a woman played by Frances McDormand, who who's um I think I believe it's her daughter or son has been murdered but never properly investigated. Starts shaming the local sheriff with three billboards, uh, who's played by Woody Harrelson. Um it's got r- rave reviews and it just it sounds right up my street. Um I was a fan of I'm a fan of I think it's Martin Mutter it might be Peter um anyways one of the McDonagh brothers and other than that the only one I've got on my list of things you know I've got this list where I t- write down anything that's vaguely interesting downsizing by Alexander Payne who did one of my favorite films of the last 10 years Nebraska this is um seems to be an envi- cool. environmental um comedy about how you can literally get shrunk so you can live in like almost like toy houses uh, so you you're cutting your carbon emissions. It's starring Matt Damon, um, and it looks interesting. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that does sound interesting. Um, yeah, I don't really. I tend to sort of wait till stuff comes out and then read about it. So I don't really know that much what's coming out. I'm excited about Blade Runner, obviously Star yeah. Wars, and a couple of those that you've mentioned sound really interesting. Actually, particularly the Link layer one. Yeah. Um.
0: There's, there's there's a trailer out there for it. Go and give it a watch. I think um, it looks good.
1: There's also a new Wes Anderson coming out, there which is, uh, yeah. Josh, I know you've linked me the trailer to, but I haven't watched it yet. Is that out this year though? I think it.
2: Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm not sure. I'm,
0: ju- I'm not sure. I love dogs. If... It's called.
1: Yeah. yeah, I love me some Wes, so I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, I watched. Um, what did I watch the other day? I watched Ah the Darjeeling. Uh, oh yeah, Darjeeling Limited. Uh, Limited, yeah. The other day, that was an odd yeah. film. Uh, but he's, he's <laughs> no, an interesting. He's, he's an interesting filmmaker.
1: He's, yeah, it is. That's not his best, but um, yeah, they're Ro- all lot Ro-
0: Royal Tien and Bams is probably his best. I think.
1: Yeah, that's possibly my favourite. Although I really, really love the last one
0: he did, um, Grand, Grand Hotel. Grand Hotel. Yeah, yep. that was great. Cool. Cool. I believe, uh, Josh, if you were to, you know, <laughs> require a way of telling at what point in the day you were, um, what would you need to know? the time yeah um, and if you were looking yeah. for it, if you're looking for the time in a specific way in relation to this podcast what sort of time would you be requiring god this I is be- bad
2: I, I believe I would be requiring plug time
1: hit ah. it Clive. plug time that's the crankcast on twitter stickaroundpodcast.com dot com on the interwebs slash Stick Around on Patreon if you want to throw some money our way help us pay for hosting costs which are continuously going up. Um, yeah, Thanks Trump. Yeah, cheers Trump, you big knob. I mean the worst thing that he's done is made Stick Around's hosting costs go up. I'm really yeah. for it. Yeah. Um I'm going to start kneeling just 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 constantly.
2: Have you seen that LeBron James is queefy tweet about him is um, has been more retweeted than um, anything that Donald Trump has ever said.
0: Doesn't surprise me. But yeah, calling him a bum, which is yeah,
2: drunk. you bum.
1: <laughs> yeah, if, you go Brian, to some, if you're going
2: to insult someone, then you definitely need to use a top level insult like bum. Yeah.
1: yeah, good work, LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> um, Facebook. Slash Stick Around podcast, I believe. Uh, slash Stick Around podcast on Instagram. There's some photos on there. It was looking hot as always. And um, I think that about covers it. Get us um, on any podcast app. You can subscribe. Tell your friends. Give us reviews on iTunes. It doesn't even matter if they're one star. Ideally five though, because you know we like honest reviews.
0: Not we'll take four. Fake, we'll take four. News. What well. I don't what I don't want is a three star review. Three stars is yeah. average. I'd rather you said we were total dog shit, you know. <laughs> yeah. one,
2: one extreme or the other, not middle of the road.
0: Yeah, I yeah, want to be exactly. like one of those interesting films, like Mother, which I couldn't decide whether to go and see or not, based on the fact <laughs> Just, it's got one- and five-star reviews. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I
2: heard it being compared to Lars von Trier films.
0: Yeah, like Antichrist. Yeah, yeah. See, I kind of really want to see it, but I'm gonna to have to be in the right mood totally because there's a chance I will hate its guts, or there's a chance I'll really like it.
2: Did uh, you hear? Did you hear that? Apparently, while it was being filmed, um, she, Jennifer Lawrence broke a rib and she tore her diaphragm and also another injury just from like the Jesus. intensity that she put into her performance. <laughs>
0: that doesn't surprise me she's been getting rave reviews like I think all of the reviews even when they've been one star have said she's really good they just hated the rest of it
2: hmm. yeah I, I read that basically what's the name of the director
0: um Darren Aronofsky
2: that he's like a you know like indie film director and then he was given like a you know big budget um and on a, I think it's is it a is it Paramount
0: Uh, maybe, I'm not sure quite possibly I think Um,
2: and that basically they didn't like try and restrain him or anything else like that and he just got completely massively carried away and ended up making (laughs) this film which is just like a sprawling mess which starts off pretty good and tight and everything else and then just like gradually unwinds until the end where it's just
0: madness Mm. well we haven't seen it and to be be fair a lot of people who I respect the opinions of also think it's a a masterpiece so Who knows? Mm. Interesting. And he did The Wrestler as well, which is one of my favourite films. Yeah, that was interesting.
2: I won't tell you my opinion of that film. Oh, do you not like it? (laughs) No, I don't. (sighs) (sighs) I like The Wrestler. Oh, yeah, well, at least I give you an actual opinion and not, like, just
0: suck up to you. Yeah, (laughs) this is true. You definitely know suck up. <laughs> you're you're a s you are you are you are a sucker, but you're not a sucker. <laughs> I'm sure that our opinions agree sometimes. We do. Well we agree quite a lot of the time, it's just that when we when clash we, we tend yeah. to be miles <laughs> a, miles apart.
2: <laughs> but then surely <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what you want, you know, like if you're saying you want you don't want a free star review, then yeah, either we the agree part, or we don't, you know, we don't want some yeah. of like compromise or Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. You know? So I'm really I'm just ticking all of your boxes.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> That's <what you> <laughs> Something's come up. Oh right, Ooh. anyway, I believe we'll be back next time with Oh I really wasn't going to Games that. if we
1: stick to the schedule, although books is an optional. I haven't read much. I have read one though, so we could we could do it. Um so yeah, probably games or books if we're gonna stick to the schedule. Which speaking be good.
2: of speaking of books, I went into Watchtown today. Clive knows Yeah, he sent me news. photos. just was bombarding him with How many photos did you actually books? buy? Zero.
1: Oh wow! I'm yeah. impressed. Uh, you should Jesus.
2: be. I wanted to. Uh, it was. It
1: was. It was really hard. I've never think, seen you exercise such restraint. I know. I was it done. was.
2: It was really, really hard because like there was just so many books that I wanted to buy. Even Paul bought some books.
1: <laughs> wow. And you restrained. I'm. Re- I'm super yeah. impressed.
2: Yeah. I know. I know. I was pretty proud of myself, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you should be. I just bombarded with, Clive with photos of them instead.
1: Yeah, I thought you'd have ended up. Sending me a picture of Pyle Lead, <laughs> we <did not laughs> well we were walking out of the, the
2: door and Paul says, Oh, you've done well, you've not bought anything. I said, to him, Oh, don't speak too soon, Ph, we haven't got out the door yet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. uh, cool. Um, thanks for coming, Al. It's been good to have you.
0: Yeah, thanks for hosting, Clive. Thanks for coming, Josh. You're welcome. Thanks for coming, Josh. Yeah, it's yeah. been
1: good to have you on board. Yeah, as always, um, enjoyable cool. experience. Right. <laughs> good. Thanks for listening, guys. Stick around. S- stick around. You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres.
0: <laughs> Great line.
1: Thank you all for listening. Rest assured that you have found The best podcast in the universe It's Stick Around